When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Matthew Bivens here. And before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about a free new tool that I've created to help you experience more abundance and love in your life. The tool is called the Abundance Benchmark. And you can get it again for free right now, right this second at matthewbivens.com. Now, the Abundance Benchmark is all about feedback. It's going to give you powerful insights into how you're showing up in six key areas of your life, faith, family, friends, fitness, finance, and fun. Now, here's the heavy part. Neglecting any one of those areas or doing the opposite and overextending yourself in any one of those areas leads to feelings of being incomplete, unfulfilled, overwhelmed, out of touch, and just a general feeling of lacking or depression. And none of those feelings jive with creating the life that you were meant to live. So grab the tool, use it. Again, it's 100% free and you will get some feedback on how you're showing up in life along with actionable advice, action steps on how you can improve your weak areas. So head over to my website. Again, that's www.matthewbivins.com. Dot com and get your abundance benchmark today. Welcome to Having It All. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I bring you conversations and insights that explore the question, what does having it all mean to you? My goal is to leave you with stories you can relate to and messages you can take action on so that you can create an abundant, loving life. I am so excited that you're here to hang out with me today. Now, let's jump right into this episode. My guest today is Matt Giovanisi. Now, if you're sitting there wondering, what the heck does dingle mean in the title of this episode? Then sit tight, because we're going to get to that at the end of our conversation. I met Matt completely unintentionally. I stumbled across an incredibly creative website that he put together with the purpose of getting him booked on podcasts. Seriously, he made a webpage loaded it with tons of unique and funny information about why he'd make a great podcast guest and slapped in his contact info. I totally loved his approach and humor and thought to myself, what the hell? I will have him on the show and see what happens. And that's exactly what happened. Matt makes a living by being creative online. He's hosted a few podcasts, created some profitable online brands, and produced some hilarious rap videos. Overall, he's been able to turn his passions into revenue streams that have allowed him to, in his own words, live the dream. Matt and I talk about creativity, being original, and going against the herd. Our conversation started with some typical small talk, and so I'm going to fast forward you right to where Matt starts to share with me about his work history. So with that, let's dive right in. Originally, I started in 2006. I had a... uh... I built a website called SwimUniversity.com. I don't know if that was on anywhere on my website or not. Yeah, but, it was on one of the um, things I read. 
Yeah. So that is my, that literally makes me my living. Like that's my whole, my whole living. Um, it's just one website I built 10 years ago and, uh, I've been, um, so I used to work in the pool industry. I was a, I was a manager at a few stores. I was service manager for a while. I was doing marketing directing for, um, a bigger pool company. And, uh, I was also designing websites on the side because uh, I learned how to do that when I, um, and it was, I was trying to be a rock star for a very long time. And, uh, you know, I was, I was play guitar. I, I, I played, I was a lead singer and guitar player of this like original rock band and we needed a website. And so, 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 so at the pool store learning how to design websites and then, uh, kind of got really good at that, uh, over time. And then kind of went back and forth to, like to website design jobs and then back to pool stores or working at, you know, as a marketing director. And, and then I was like, oh, I'm just going to build like, I'm just going to, I know how to build a website. I know a lot about pools. I'm like, this would be a good idea for a website. Like, let, me, let me build like a pool care website. And that was it. And I, I built it. Uh, so I had the idea in 2004 and then like, I didn't really act on it for two, for two years. And then my friend finally was like, dude, if I hear you talk about this idea one more time, like, I'm going to punch <laughs> you. Like, you just better go make it. And so I did, I made it. And, uh, slowly, I mean, so slowly I was adding like more articles and like tweaking the design and. I was doing it on the side because I still had a full-time job for a long time. And um, then I got fired uh, around like 2011. And the, so I, I, was, I was working at a, uh, actually a restoration company. Like, like if your house burns down, like my company would come and fix it. Okay. And, um, and I was working as a marketing director. I actually got poached from, uh, uh, by that company from my pool company. Uh, and you know, during that time I was like, you know, I worked, I was, it was fine. Um, I never really hated any of my jobs. It was just, they were just fine. And then, um, I was making good money. I had my own condo, I had my, I had a, I bought a BMW. I was trying to be baller, you know? Um, and then I got fired because, well, I got laid off. I didn't get fired. Like my boss was very like, Hey, you know, we can't afford to keep you on anymore. And, uh, but I still want you to work with us. Just, I can't afford to keep you on as a full-time employee. And I was like, Yes, this is the. I was like, I kind of freaked out because I'm like, this has literally, this is like, this is a gift. I just was handed a gift. Like, all right, so now I'm like, now I can take full time. I can take swimming diversity seriously, and I did. I, 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 you know, I got laid off. I collected unemployment for, and I gave myself one year to make swimming diversity a thing to make it, you know, completely replace my income. And it was doing okay, but I hadn't been really focused on it, so I kind of just you know, left the job and focused just 24 hours a day on Swim University. That's all I did for a full year and like sold as much as I could, sold as like as much um, advertising as I could, tried to monetize the site, wrote a lot of articles, wrote, um, I created infographics, started making videos and just literally living and breathing for a year, almost two years really, um, to try to get the site up and, and moving. And it worked. Uh, it worked. It took a long time. And, and, during the times where I wasn't making any money, I would just go out and like get odds and then, you know, um, jobs building websites for people. So getting just client work and just sort of using that as a supplement to, you know, that, I mean, I was also getting unemployment, but I ended up selling my BMW and just getting a cheap, reliable car that I still have, um, a little Honda Civic coupe. And then I bought, or then I uh, rented out my condo, moved in with my brother um, my younger brother, who had just bought a house and was looking for a roommate, and I was like, 
well, it's either I'll move back in with my parents for 500 bucks a month or move back in with my brother for 500 bucks a month. And I'm like, I think I would feel <laughs> a little less lame if I moved in with my brother. So I did that. And I was there for, I think, two years. And then, um, you know, at, at, during that time, um, Swim University kind of took off. And it was just like, it was rock and roll and I was making decent money. And I was like, all right, this is cool. And then it kind of allowed me to sign up kind of, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not the type of person that gets, can like do the same thing every day. Although it's weird because in my personal life, like I can eat the same meal every day. I can like literally have the same routine every day, but in business and creativity, it's like, I have to do something different. And so I ended up, uh, doing listen, money matters, which is a podcast, um, that's still going today. And it's a really good personal finance podcast, really different. And I went, I went a full year on just focusing on that and building that up. And that worked really well too. But then I left that because it wasn't making enough money or at least to me, it wasn't as successful as I wanted to be. And I, and I really needed to focus back on swim university because I was, you know, kind of on my own. So I, I really didn't have the luxury to kind of, um, completely let go. So I ended up uh, going back and working on some university again, which was which did really well. And then I started my own site, another site called RoastyCoffee.com, which has now over. It's been a year since I've launched it. It is now a profitable, small but a, a profitable, you know, brand. And then I started Money Lab, which was um, sort of my. I was kind of itching after I left the personal finance podcast. I was itching to start a podcast because I got a lot of people who were who di who didn't know what happened to me. <laughs> like I. I was on the show one minute and then I was off the show the next minute. And then I was, they were like, well, where'd you go? Like, where, where is he? So that's why I started driven, but driven didn't really fulfill what I was looking for. And I really can't explain why it just didn't. And so, um, you know, Andrew and I, who, who, who did listen money matters, we teamed back up and we're coming up with ideas on how we could start another podcast. And that sort of fell through, but the idea of Money Lab came out of that. And then, and that, and I was really looking for a personal brand that didn't involve my name and something that I could grow beyond myself. Mm. Like it would start off as my personal brand, but then, you know, kind of take on a life of its own if it needed to. Because if I started, you know, mattjibanisi.com, which is a terrible thing to spell and it would be hard <laughs> to find, it would, I would just be, it would be stuck to just being me. And mm. I wanted it to be, I don't like, when I, whenever I create a brand of any kind, like I always think super long term about that brand and try not to pigeonhole myself, um, to what, to what it is. So, um, usually my, my logos are pretty generic and the names are pretty generic to where they can kind of like be shaped to fit whatever fits my fancy. So, uh, so yeah, that is, that is my entrepreneurial journey. That's all of it. Protect your dream home with American family insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. There's a lot of, I mean, you mentioned creativity. And it sounds like, yeah. you know, you've got that that itch, then the creative itch that, you know, you, you go and you create this brand and you start this podcast and you work on this yeah. on this experiment and then you, you take it to a certain level and then it's like, okay, I'm complete with that. Let me move on to the next one. 
where where does your uh, where does your creativity come from, and what really is creativity to you? Um. So, man, uh, my creativity comes from I don't know. I mean, I, th- I you know, I get I'm the most creative in the shower and in my car. <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a good answer, but oh, I'm, I'm uh, I get most creative when I'm mowing my lawn. That's when yeah, I'm like when you're it. doing a mindless activity, right? Yep, yep. And you're comfortable, or yeah. So, um, yeah. To me, to me, it's just like I, I don't. I'm not a business person. I'm just not. I'm. I don't really care all that much about like spreadsheets and QuickBooks and you know strategy and and marketing plans and all of that stuff. Like that stuff is really not interesting to me. What's interesting to me is that you can sort of sit down and say, okay, well, you know, there's this, there's this, like, the, the thing is, is like, some university didn't come from me sitting down and, and writing out a list of like passions of mine and coming up with like markets that needed, that was, you know, looking for gaps in the market and going like, what am I going to create? Like, it just came because I was like, I'm good at these two things and I'm just going to do it. And then roasty coffee, the same thing. Like I didn't do any research. It was like, I like coffee. I know how to design websites. Let me do that. And, you know, Money Lab is like, I like making money. I like building websites. I like building brands. Let me do that. You know, and not even trying to, you know, to look at what other anybody else is doing. And in fact, to me, it's very, very important to be original. It's very important for me not not to look and feel and sound or copy anyone else because that might be just because I grew up playing music and writing music. And so and I think it really all kind of comes from music, to be honest. It's like I grew up like in a very musical family, a very musical household. My dad built a recording studio in our basement as soon as we moved into the house. And so my room was also in that basement. So I kind of grew up in a basement studio and learned all the you know audio engineering stuff and would always go and and I had a you know I had a giant amp I had a drum set I had a bass I had pianos I had you know I had upright pianos I had keyboards I had trumpets I had saxophone I had all the instruments in the house and that's what I did like I played like my dad you know kind of said he bought me a drum set when I was three I started doing that bought me a guitar when I was 10 started doing that you know like just always kind of pushing for the for the music side of things and then eventually it became like um, you know, I wanted to write music and I just wrote stuff and for nobody but myself, like I just wrote, you know, songs and I would, uh, always be an entertainer. Like that was kind of like my, I was always like a ham growing up, you know, like just always like, you know, just being entertain, just being an entertainer. And I loved magic and I loved, you know, concerts and I loved, uh, movies and TV shows and, just all of that stuff, and it was just very important to me to be d- different and original all the time because, like, I, I, it's the only thing that separates me from everybody else. Like, I wear the same shirts and the same pants as what everyone else wears. Like, I don't make my own pants and shirts, but, you know, there's things that I can be completely different at, and those are, like, and it, it takes a form. I mean, like, I'm so, I'm, I know that I have talents in many different mediums, and I don't want to be a person who's like, oh, he's the guy that does rap videos. That's his thing. I'm like, no, it isn't. That's just one of my many things. Like I do a lot of other things. And, and so, um, money lab was sort of like, 
it, it kind of like to me, I wanted to show the the people who kind of like would you know people would email me and say like oh, I loved your video like how'd you do that <laughs> and it's like I you know and or like who you know I hate it when people would say like you know what theme did you use on your website I'm like theme I made it man like I literally hand coded that stuff like I need you to know that I need you to know that like I don't just buy other people's things and then like copy and paste shit I I make it from the ground up. And if I don't know how to make it, I will hire someone to either teach me how to make it myself or to make it for me. But I'm very much involved in the process because I'm in, cause I'm interested in anything creative at all. So it's like, you know, I, I very rarely, um, hire or, or, you know, look towards other people to help me do something unless it's like teaching me how to do something. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm answering your question at all. I'm just kind of like, no, spitballings and stuff. Okay. No, I mean, you're, you're what I'm what I'm hearing is that you are a creator, and that you exercise that in a lot of different ways. And when yeah. you were younger, it was music. You know, you had access to the instruments and you were playing, and then that evolved into writing. And then as you've you've you know matured and grown up, you've you've decided to create in different areas. And all the things that you're doing is a way for you to express that creativity and to be original. Because there's a lot of other ways that you know, we can just easily fall in line and, and wear what people wear and drive what people r- drive. But, you know, your website is unique and it's original and the creations, the things that you put out there are unique and original to you. And that's something that's important to you, that creation and that originality. Yeah. And, and you know, just to speak about all of those things, um, a lot of people and I, or not, well, I don't want to generalize. I'm just going to talk about me uh, and what I do, because maybe it is what other people do. But, um, when I sit down to, you know, build a website or like, like, let's take the roasty coffee website, for example. Um, I did not go online and research other coffee blogs or other coffee education sites or other coffee videos or other coffee brands. Even I, I sat in a quiet room, which was probably my bedroom at the time or my office and like turned off the internet. Right. And, and just started writing what it is that I personally want it in a website, in a, you know, and the kind of how I, how I wanted the information to be presented to me because Roasty came from a place where I was kind of itching to do another brand of some kind. I was itching to see if I could replicate the Swim University, you know, online business model in a different industry that was a little bit more, uh, more of a hobby based industry to me, at least something that interests me. And so, at the time I was getting really into coffee and I was like, all right, well, you know, um, I would really like there to be a resource for me when it comes to making coffee. Like if I have a question about, you know, what color filter to buy or, or what's the difference between washed and unwashed or any of these like questions that I had when it came to coffee, I wanted there to be a single place that when I went to it and clicked, you know, a button, I could get my answer very quickly or, and at the same time feel like this this is the best place on the internet for this information. And I'm glad I found it. And I, I want to, I want to live here. Like I want to keep hitting more and more pages and understanding coffee a little bit better. And so, um, I was, I literally wrote all of this down and I wrote like, you know, how do I want to feel when I hit this website? How do I want, what do I want the tone to be? Like what would make me, uh, feel good about being on this website? And, and again, like didn't look at anything else like and this is a theme that I've kind of been doing and I haven't even realized I've been doing. But it's basically 
anything I create, I just sit down and I think, what do I want? Right. And, and even like uh, in next month, I'm actually doing a challenge where, um, I'm going to write and record and sell a rap album in 30 days, 12 songs, the whole deal with collaborations. And I'm making all the beats myself from hand or my own hands. My own creation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of the things I, you know, somebody asked me like, what do you want? And I was like, I never said I, I want I don't listen to rap music, which is really helpful because it's like I can actually be original, like because I don't actually have any influences in that world. And so I sat down and I'm like, you know what I want? I want an album where when you play a song, that song is great. And then you play the next track and that is a great song, but it's its own individual song. And it just happens to be 12 of them. Right. Not. There's no like skits in the middle that you have to skip through. Like when you ever listen to a rap album, like why do people put skits? Like I just skip through them. <laughs> like I just don't like I would delete them off my, you know, iTunes library. Like, I don't want to hear that. I just want to hear music. And th- there doesn't have to be a continuity to it. I like concept albums, but they're but they're not albums that I enjoy listening to all the time. They're they're albums that I'll enjoy listening to like every once in a while completely by myself. But like I won't listen to Pink Floyd's The Wall. Like th- I'll listen to that maybe, you know, one night I decide I want to do a lot of smoke, a lot of pot or something. That's not something I would do, but like, I'm not going to listen to that album that way. I will listen to dark side of the moon because that's like 10 or 12 songs that are all individually great on their own. So I I really wanted that. And I really wanted it to be catchy and not just like rap. I just want, I want it like you to have hooks and cause, cause it's the, you know what it is? It's the rap album that I would buy. And, mm. and, you know, I, I'm like, I, but I have n- like, ever since I started this idea and this project, like I've been, I have been kind of going out and looking and seeing what the world is right now about rap music. I'm like, kind of like, oh, what's, you know, I know Drake's really popular right now. Let me listen to one of his albums. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't, there's something about it that doesn't resonate with me. And so I just stopped. I'm like, I, it's not even going to influence me. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And what's fascinating about your process is the way that you're approaching this rap album is is similar to how you approached the you know roasty coffee and swim university? You said, "What would I like to experience yeah. in a you know in a pool website in a coffee website? Like the look, the feel, the information. How how do I want it to to uh, you know what do I want to experience with that? And you're doing that same sort of process with this rap album. Like, what's the rap album I want to listen to? Right. And, uh, and it's also too, it's also how I interact with it. Right. So mm, going forward. So, um, so, so money lab is a, is a better example of this, but it's like money lab had so many different like layers and thoughts to it. And it, and it didn't organic, it kind of organically came together as an idea, but it started as a totally different idea. And over time I just kept like sitting on it and like kind of just thinking about it more and more and thinking, okay, well, what do I want the end user? Like, what do I want readers to, to feel when they're on Money Lab? What do I want them to see? But then at the same time, I d- did this, and I've never done this before. I said, what do I want? How do I want to interact with my own website from, a, from the back end of it, right? Mm. Whereas, like, what do I want to do on a daily basis? Do I want to write a weekly blog post? You know, do I want to write a weekly article about a topic? And the answer was no, I don't want to do that. And I, you know, do I, do I want to be an authority on online business? I absolutely do not want to be that person. And so I'm like, okay, so how do I make a site that 
feels good for me to work on every day or, or every month or what, however often I work on it. And so the actual business model and how the content is displayed is very not, is, it's kind of different. It's very different actually. Um, because what I'm doing is instead of writing a weekly blog post that is one topic and trying to rank in, in Google, I am challenging. I do a, I do a single challenge that takes me, you know, 14 days, 21 days, seven days, 30 days, 60 days, whatever. And I just keep updating the same exact blog post. So on, so if you look at money labs, WordPress background, it's, there's three blog posts on it. That's it. And it's, those blog posts are over, you know, they're like between six and 10,000 words. And they're a story about how I built something or challenged myself to do something. And that is, that was something that to me resonated with myself. It's like, I didn't have to do research, right? I didn't have to go and do, uh, and write and feel like I had to complete like a story. I could literally live the story and just write down what happened to me during in that day. And then at the end of it, clean it all up. And then I would have something that was really entertaining to read and I didn't know if it was going to work or if anyone would give a shit, really. Um, it turns out they do. And the reason why is because I have seen that done on other sites. There's one site in particular. So I was reading, I used to read Quick Sprout a lot. Oh, yeah. And Neil Patel yeah, so, is a master at that. Yeah. Super and so detailed I used to read, and thorough and all that stuff. For sure. And I used to read him a lot because I was really, I mean, for a long time, my job was SEO. Like that—that's really all I focused on. And we come from the same background, by the way. Market. Like, we do. Yeah, like marketing background. Like I was the I've I've been in online marketing for about six years. So you know, you're speaking my language with SEO and and rankings yeah. and all that great stuff. And so, Quick Sprout was one of the resources I went to again and again. And um, anyway, I just wanted to drop that in there. So. Sorry yeah, and 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 what, why and why was that? Because I mean, I think he just was very honest. I think yeah, he's getting he's getting a little bit more spammy as time goes on. Um, personally, so I haven't been following him all that much anymore. But he had this challenge that he was doing where he was trying to make a hundred thousand dollars a month with a nutrition website, mm -hmm. and uh, he did it for I don't know if he actually succeeded or not. But basically, every month he would uh, he would write a blog post talking about what happened in the previous month. And it was like a challenge update. And those, they weren't like when you read them, he wasn't teaching you anything. He wasn't saying like, these are top 10 things you should, you should do. You know, it was like, he was just telling what happened the month before. And to me, that was more entertaining to read than like any other post he's ever written. And at the same time I was also learning, but he wasn't actually teaching me. He was just showing me. Yeah. And, so I, so I really liked that. And I remembered that. I remembered that, like how I felt when I was reading those. And I would actually look for, when he, when he sent those updates out, I was like, Oh, I, I, I kind of wanted to read it personally. And then I started, um, people started sending me actually this, all right, so this is an actual story that happened to me. I think it was in November of this year. And so I was, I'm a, I like punk, um, like punk music, like pop punk and pop rock and all that kind of stuff. And I was listening to a band called um, the story so far. And that was, was like the two albums in particular, and they both sounded really good. I loved how the drums and the guitars sounded in that, in those albums. And it was very, very simple. And I, and then one day I was just like, all right, I keep hearing this. I, I've not heard a drum mix better than this. I want to find out who, who's the producer. I want to find out who the, is the mixing engineer behind this album. 
And so I looked it up. I think his name is Sam Perda. I, 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 I could be getting that wrong. But I found his name like through Wikipedia or something. And then I searched his name on Google and I found that he had a creative live class teaching or teaching how he mixed the drums on that album. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, it was 45 <laughs> bucks. It was $45. And I literally like it, two seconds. I was like, I was watching it. Like I bought it, watched it. And I sat there for two and a half hours, three hours or whatever and watched it like, like anyone would watch a movie. Right. And, uh, I just, to me, uh, like I'm actually wasn't in the market to like learn how to mix drums. Like I wasn't actively mixing drums. And so I needed to learn. I was just genuinely interested in how he did it on this particular album or, or his process. Yeah. And he really didn't teach. Like he never sat there and taught you like, this is how you should do it. He would say, this is how I do it. And he would say, this is how I tune a snare drum. This is how I tune, you know, a kick drum. This is how I mic a snare drum. This is how I you know, records is how I do samples. This is how I double up bass kicks and, and snare hits. And, and I was just the whole time, I'm like, this is great. I love this. It's just a guy who came up with his own process for mixing drums. He did a really, really great job at it. And he is now, you know, selling a, I guess a course, it's not really, but he's selling a behind the scenes look at how he does this stuff. And I'm like, I could watch this type of stuff all day. And recently I found, um, and this was kind of after I had Money Lab, I, I found a, another video of the Chainsmokers, which is this like um, EDM group, and they have a song called Roses, and they just, just, it was an hour long video on YouTube, and they just explained how they wrote that song and how they, and they were just showing you like, they had a computer and they had Ableton Live up, and they were just showing you like how they did all the different parts and they, their philosophy is on how to write music and stuff. And I'm like, this is great. Like there's so much to learn here without actually, I'm not actually being taught anything. It's like kind of being an apprentice, you know, yeah. I, you know, and, and I was like, I like that. I don't feel like a douchebag telling people, this is how you do online business. I feel better saying this is how I do online business. And here's my story. And, I, and I'm going to write it. I'm going to be funny. I'm going to be different. And I hope that if you read it, you're like, cool. And I hope that you go, maybe I'm going to do try that. And then who knows? Like, I'm not going to say that one way is right and one way is wrong. I'm going to say for this particular challenge, this is how I'm going to do it because I only have 30 days or I only have seven days to make a course. So these are the choices that I'm making in this particular project. But the next project I do which could be exactly the same challenge, I could do it completely different and that's okay too. And so I just, I mean, this is the first time I've ever had to do this, but I had this philosophy when I started Money Lab, which is I don't know anything. I'm an idiot, okay? The only thing that I'm good at is just making a decision and executing on that decision. And that is really all business is. It's just coming up with an idea and, and executing that idea, fine tuning that idea and putting it out into the world. And I am not any better at it than anyone else. It's just that I actually do it. And so when I was thinking about Money Lab, I'm like, I don't want to be a guy who gives advice because I don't know the answers and I think it would do a disservice to people. So my job is to just tell people to do it. And, and so I have this sort of like, it's not written down anywhere. It's sort of this like um, unspoken rule of mine Whereas if anyone emails me, and this happened recently, and this is the first time I've had to do it, but if anyone emails me from Money Lab and says, oh, you know, I really like what you did on this, and I, ha I need your advice. 
I'm thinking about starting a website where we sell dog food and it's like a subscription service. Like, what do you think I should charge? And like, do you think that's a good idea? Will that work? And my answer is, I don't know. Try it and let me know what happens. Hmm. Or I don't know. Just do it and then let me know. Because, and I literally have that as like a, now I have it as a, um, a text expander snippet. So where if anyone does send that to me, that is exactly the answer they're going to get. Because the truth is, is I really can't give you advice. Like you basically just, you came up with an idea, you made a plan. Now just go do that plan and then let me know because the way you do it may absolutely work. And the way I do it may not work and or vice versa. And so I don't know. I really, I'm not a soothsayer. I'm not a, a psychic. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if your idea is good because I, I don't know. I'm just not, an, I'm not a, that kind of person. And you know, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, if, if like, if somebody came to me and said like, I had this idea where I'm just going to like rent rooms in my house on the internet to mm -hmm. random strangers, I would have been like, that's a stupid friggin' idea and you shouldn't do that. And you are going to get murdered. That's what I would say. And, and I would still say that today. If someone came to me today and that wasn't, and, you know, Airbnb wasn't a thing, I'd be like, no, you're going to get murdered. Like that's what, that's how murders happen. Um, and it's obviously like, it's not how murders happen and I'm wrong. And so like, why would I be the one, like, what do I know? I don't know anything. And it's like that Steve, there's a Steve Jobs quote where it's like, you know, the world was invented by people no smarter than you. And it's like, it's like, everyone's just making up rules and it's like, why, you know, like, yeah. why do you have to follow that? That's so stupid. Like who, who are you and who, who gave you permission to make this rule? I'm going to make my own rules, you know, and do it my way. And I don't, and at the same time, I'm, I'm not going to force anyone to follow those rules. I'm just saying, these are mine. This is how I operate. Uh, if you like some of these rules, of course you can have some. Um, but you're not, I'm not saying that this is the, this is the best practice, you know? So Oh, there's a brand rule on Money Lab that says um, ignore best practices or do the opposite. And so that's me. That's the questioner inside of me that says, um, you know, who says that I need to start a blog to make money or who says I need to write every single day? And who says that I need to, uh, you know, do whatever to make a successful business? Like everyone who came up with these best practices you know, had success, shared it and men made it gospel. I'm like, no, that's not how the world works. Um, so I'm just going to do my own thing and maybe I'll come up with a whole new religion. So we'll yeah, see. like there, and there's examples of people doing it, like you said, the opposite of best practice and it and making it work. So that right there just just negates the rule. And what I like about your philosophy with these these projects, these experiments, and these businesses it's very similar to to what I talk about on the podcast on having it all, and you know it explores the idea of what does having it all mean to each individual person, and really it comes down to understanding what you are about, understanding what makes mm -hmm. you tick, understanding what you value, and what you're playing for in life. And when you were yeah. describing your process with these different businesses and brands, you know you sat down and you didn't look externally. For somebody else to tell you what you were about and to tell you what you wanted to experience, you looked in internally and you said, okay, this is what I want to experience with this brand and this is what I want to experience with this challenge. And I, it, it relates and it's tied so so closely with, um, again, what I talk about on the show, and that's just really understanding who you are, what makes you tick. 
And so I, I think it's it's awesome that you have that um, that philosophy and that approach with your brands because that's when you know your genius comes out, right? And like that's when the true creativity comes out, and you know that's where you create something that you know for you is awesome. And then yeah. if it isn't, you can just shift and do something else because you know that you started from a place of of authenticity. And so um, I think that's yeah. Pretty, and if you're dope. And if you're having fun doing it too, it's like, yeah, who cares if it, who cares if it makes money, man? Like just then that's the thing. Like I, I was, I think I said this last night, something about like, you know, somebody asked me like, how do I know if a business is successful or not? Like, how do I know if it's like a success or a failure? And I was like, is anything ever really a failure? I'm like, I, I thought like, yeah, it's just a mindset. I, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's say I started this roasty coffee website and I started, you know, writing all these articles and it wasn't making any money, but I had a whole lot of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. So doesn't that just make it a hobby at that point? And why does it have to absolutely be a business? Like, like why can't it be a hobby? And then maybe, you know, I think that was sort of swim university and my mindset there, which was like, I, I never forced it you know, for the longest time, for the first six years or seven years, like I never forced it to be a total income takeover. And so it really was just a hobby for so long that I knew that if I kept working at, you know, I I could, I could turn it into something if I really wanted to. And I ended up doing exactly that. But even if it breaks even every month, like it's, it's fine. It's a hobby. And, and, but if you hate doing it, then, well, then that's stupid, right? That's just, just you being stupid. And uh, like I wouldn't force myself to do anything that I hate it doing every day and I wasn't enjoying it. And this, it's terrible. Like this life is way too short for you to just do shitty stuff all day. Like that's just not what I want to do, especially for a long period of time. Like, Hey, if you want to do shitty stuff for like 30 minutes because of whatever reason, like fine, but I wouldn't do that all day. And yeah. And the other thing is too, is like, I only know myself. That's the only thing I really truly understand. And so when it comes to doing like quote unquote market research, like I am the market, I'm the, I'm, I don't have to send out a survey to people because I don't really care. (laughs) I really just care about me and go, what is, what is it that I want? And you know, at, at a certain point, like I've done surveys on my sites and said like, all right, yeah, I'm just curious what's out there. And it usually just ends up like being exactly what I thought. And the reason why that happens is because I originally built the site for me. And so the people that found me and like resonated with it were me and had the same thoughts I had. So, you know, you learn some stuff and it's very insightful, but at the same time, you're like, yep, I knew it. Let's do this thing. Right. And, and I think that that's one of the the issues. Like everyone um, is trying to figure out if it will work, you know, will, you know, I know Pat Flynn is a book. It's like, will it fly? It's like, who cares? Who cares if it flies? Come up with an idea that you, that that is true to you, something that you want in the world. Make it. If it doesn't make any money, but you enjoy it, continue doing it. If it doesn't make any money and you hate it, why 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 did you start in the first place? That's my question. And two, like, just you, no one knows. Like, even if you did all the market research in the world, it's not doesn't necessarily mean that your business idea is going to work or not. Like, you could execute all the buttons, and then two thousand eight hits, and you're like, well. It wasn't your idea. It just happens. There was another factor involved. And I don't, I really think that, you know, researching a, an, a business idea is like wasting a lot of time. It's a lot of time wasted. It's like writing a business plan. It's like, why are you doing that? Just like go out and make something, go out and make something. 
um, and and use your strengths. Because I know a lot of people who said like, yeah, I got this great idea for an app, you know, for an iPhone app. I'm like, okay, okay. Um, do you know how to build an iPhone app? No, but I, but I can hire somebody. I'm like, do you have enough money to hire somebody? No, but I can get funding. I'm like, do you know any, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, so you, so none of your strengths in life have anything to do with this business idea. You're just like, you just saw somebody else make a ton of money with a, with an iPhone app and you want it to exist, but it's, it's building on none of your strengths. Um, I would, I would argue and say, okay, you can go and do that, but you better, you better have something fun to do. Like you better have something to do that doesn't like, it doesn't make you feel like a boss. And maybe that is what you like to do. But to be honest, it's like, I, I really don't want to personally build a business based off of a strength that I don't have because then it's completely out of my control. And then what am I really? Am I, am I really a creative? Am I really a business builder? I think I'm really just a, a guy with an idea and with no way to execute it, like no, no strategy, no skill, how to execute anything. And so I would say maybe that's not a good idea for you. You know, maybe that's not the one you choose. Maybe you choose one that's a little bit more, you know, in your wheelhouse. And then once you have something that like is making money and you can afford to, you know, try something totally out of your, your element, then you can like go for it. Like I, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I just think um, when you're starting out and you try to build something that's just not in your wheelhouse, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle and you really don't have to be. You could be doing something that's, you know, you enjoy and that's a little bit more what you're into and then and then grow from there. And so take baby steps and and get to, you know, a place where you feel like, all right, well, yeah, I can do an iPhone app. Like, I don't have to be the one. I don't have to learn how to build iPhone apps to build one. Like, I think that I'm in the position to say, hey, I have a really good idea for an app. I don't technically know how to build one, but I have enough money coming in for my business to afford to make one. And so, you know, and I know enough about like design and other things to where an iPhone app makes sense. But to be honest, like if, if you said to me, I'm trying to think of a business idea where I would just be like, I'm absolutely not like I right now I wouldn't uh, open a restaurant. I have like, do I want to own a restaurant? Absolutely. It'd be so awesome to own like a brew pub that I could just walk into and like drink for free at my own restaurant. But number one, I don't have the funds to do it. Number two, I don't actually know how to run a restaurant. Number three, it's like, I don't like, it's just not my wheelhouse, but it would be cool. It's a great idea, but it's just like, it's not something that like fits me. And, and maybe one day when I have so much capital where it doesn't even matter, you know, I could just throw millions of dollars at something and go, oh, well, but I'm not at that point yet. And so, um, I think, um, for me, it's just like, it's just sitting down. It's always sitting down with yourself and saying like, what do I want to exist? What am I good at? Let me put it out there and just actually do it and then see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can argue with the advice of leveraging your strengths, flexing your creative muscles and doing things that you enjoy. I mean, that I think that's, you know, for me, that's a formula for um, a life that I, I, I enjoy waking up to every day. Yeah. And but you're you know, I'm, I'm already hearing the argument of like, well, what if I have no skills? Well, I think that's where I don't you, know dig, how you, got, you dig deep inside because they're there. They're absolutely there. I don't know. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I would say, how did you even get a job if you have no skills? Like, what do you do for a living? And I'm sure like there's a skill there, right? It's like, oh, well, I just do like data entry. I'm like, all right, so you know how to use Excel. <laughs> that's a skill. Maybe you, maybe you, um, you know, build really fancy Excel spreadsheets and you sell them. I don't know. Or maybe you, uh, you just, maybe you just work for somebody and that's just what you do. And that's fine. I'm not saying that you have to go and do your own thing. It's just, 
you know, do the thing that you're good at and that you have fun doing. And then if you can do that, like, I, I just think I just really have a hard time um, living, living life and just being miserable at your job, whether it's at age, because you can be miserable working for yourself. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, and, and I don't, the other thing is like, yes, I happen to choose and, and build a path that like fit me, but I could have gone the other way with it. I absolutely, I mean, I thought with Listen Money Matters, I thought I was going that way. I was like, oh, I'm going in a direction I kind of don't want to go in. So maybe I should uh, back out. And I did. Because to me, what was more, it wasn't, money is not really the important part. Money is just like, money funds what it is that I really want, which is just the ability to do whatever I want and not, and not have any authority figure tell me that I can or cannot do something. And so um, if, if that means like I had told my, my mom when I, when I had, you know, left my job and uh, or got laid off and my mom was like, you know, for a whole year, she's like, well, when are you going to get a job? I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like, this is it. I am going to do this. I go, I don't care if I make a thousand dollars a year and I have to live in a cardboard box, but I at least have an internet connection. Like I, I'm going to, I'm never going to answer to anybody. That was, that was the only driving force to me. And it didn't really matter. It was like, I just don't want to answer to anybody. And I just want to wake up when I want to and do something and then choose to do the project that I want to do. And on that day, that's it. And, and I don't want to be miserable every day because if I did this and it turns out like, I just hate it, then I would probably go back and get a job because something that like was mindless and I didn't mind doing because the thing is, is I never really hated any of my jobs. I liked them. You know, they were fine. And because I enjoy work and I enjoy the type of work I was doing, um, it just didn't really, I just wanted more freedom. And that's what I, that's what I went for. And, you know, now even with Money Lab, like I'm trying to get even more freedom. Like now I'm not, now I'm not tied to, I have to write a blog post every week or I have to do link building strategies or I have to send out emails like, I can basically do whatever I want, whenever I want, and I'm going to make money at it. And I think that it took a long time to realize and understand that that is a possibility. And then, and it's, you know, I've been doing this for over 10 years. It's like, I finally realized like, Hey, I can do really anything that I want to do. And as long as I'm having fun and that comes through in my work, then I'm going to have success. It may not be, you know, Richard Branson, private Island success, but it's going to be, you know, the, the success that I what I was what I really wanted all along, which was to work for myself and not have to answer to anybody else. Yeah, I, I think that success is something we define for ourselves, but so often we take on what other people say success is, and so I which is exactly my point from the beginning, right? Yeah. It's like just sit down with yourself and say, what is it? Like, what yeah. is it that you really, really want? And you know, I I've always struggled with that question because it's like, you know, someone's like, what do you want in life? I'm like. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, is, is it okay not to know what I want? Like, do I have to have a driving goal? And it turns out like I did know that, that what I knew was that I just wanted to work for myself. I just wanted to have freedom and just to do, you know, whatever I wanted to. And it didn't mean like travel the world to me. That's not even my goal. Like a lot of people are like, I just want to like travel. I'm like, cool, not me, <laughs> but, um, can I, do I have the ability to do that? Yeah, I absolutely do. I could travel all my life. Um, but I decided like, all I, all I really want is to, uh, pick and choose what I want to do in life at, at any given moment. And so I guess I got it. I guess I got what I wanted. And 
now if someone asks me, I'm like, I don't know. I guess I just want to continue this (laughs) and like make sure I still have money coming in, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Well, what does, what does the, what does the phrase having it all mean to you? Um, man, some people would say I have it. Like some people outside of myself would say like, oh, you have it all. I'm like, do I? Cool. Thanks. (laughs) So I guess it is, uh, it's, I think it's really just freedom of choice. I think like you, it's not, it's not literally having it all. It's the ability to actually have it all. If you really wanted to have it all. Um, you know, so if it, if it's money, success, fame, you know, a relationship, uh, whatever, like, you, you know, if there's a, if there's, if you're in a position where you actually can't have one of the things that you want, whatever it is, like, cause it's just one thing, like having it all is what, what the word all is the, you know, is the, is the ubiquitous and, and generic term in this. And it's like, well, all to me means, you know, the ability to, to choose whatever I want to do and, and to, and to be able to act on those choices without any stifling. Um, or to somebody, it's like, I want to have all of the money in the world. Or it's like, I want to have like, uh, you know, all the fame. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. It's just, you know, come up with a realistic expectation to what all means to you. And then um, are you currently in a position to get that? And if you're not, um, then you may want to put yourself in that position. And then as soon as you do, you are in a position to potentially have it all, I guess. Um, and so I am definitely in the position to have everything that I want, which is to be honest, it's, I want enough money to never worry ever about money ever. Um, there are times where I still kind I still worry about it. Recently I've been worried about it because, um, I've, we moved and I have a condo in Jersey that's still like vacant and I need to get rid of it. And so there's, there are, you know, money stressors still. Um, so I haven't reached it completely, but it's much better than it was, you know, four years ago. And I want I want people to know what I do and respect what I do and follow what I do and become a fan of me as a person, um, because I've always wanted to be a rock star. So that's always been kind of a dream. I don't know if I have a, I don't have like a goal. I don't have like a, I want to be so famous that Kim Kardashian has me on speed dialer. That's a terrible example, but <laughs> like, it's a, a, picture, a ridiculous though. example. Yeah, it paints a picture. Like, I, like <laughs> I don't have that goal. It's just that I want to set myself up to peep to have um, to be that I could be quote unquote famous. I don't know what that actually means, but basically, it, to me, it just means putting yourself out into the world and showing that you have a skill and that you have talent, and saying like, "Hey, this is what I do." Um, you feel free to follow me and become a fan of me, and I'm just going to keep making cool stuff and. Um, you know, setting yourself up for that is like, okay, well, yeah. So I, I, I don't have it quote unquote, but I am setting myself up with the ability to start, you know, collecting it and and start to have it. So that's, that's what I think it means. Perfect. Well, you actually segued into my next question of, do you have it all? I think I do have a lot. (laughs) I think I have, um, I think, I think I sacrificed not a lot, you know, I hate the word sacrifice sometimes. I use it a lot because people think that I have. And I'm like, yeah, it never really felt that way to me. I never felt when I got rid of my car and I got rid of my house 
and moved in with my younger brother. It wasn't, I never felt like I was sacrificing. I felt like I was doing what was necessary and I was like super pumped about it. I was like, hell yeah, I'm not going to have all this overhead because I'm going to make this thing happen. Like the only thing I wanted in life. So I have one, I do have one specific goal. My, for a very, very long time, I've had this imagined, like imagination, um, like this vision of me waking up in the morning, it being cold, there being snow on the ground, and there's a deck. And I walk out onto the, onto the deck, and I have a cup of coffee in my hand, and I'm sipping that coffee, and I am looking at mountains. That has just, it's just a vision. Mm. And I don't, you know, I could honestly get that if I wanted to tomorrow. If I wanted to just drive to Breckenridge, rent a cabin with a deck that overlooks the mountains with a cup of coffee, I could have it. I am slowly but surely inching my way towards that as a full-time thing. So the, the house that we currently rent here in Boulder absolutely has views of the mountain, um, but it doesn't have a wooden deck. So it has a deck. It just doesn't have <laughs> so a wooden close. deck. And so like, yeah, it's just getting inching very you know close to that. So one of the, one of the thoughts is, um, you know, it, do I really want that all the time or do I want that to continue to be a special vision in my head? Mm. And the truth is, is like, I, I do, but I also want it, but not every day. So one of the things that I'm kind of thinking about doing is, you know, renting, um, or buying a house like up in the mountains in Colorado and, and renting it out most of the year and then just having it for a month to myself and it has a deck and it has all these things that I want, but it's like not something that I wake up to every single day. It's something yeah. that I can like choose to go and do at any given moment in my, in my life. And so, um, it's not something that I have. And I think that once that goal is achieved, um, I will have another one, <laughs> you know, you know, so Right now, yeah, I think I do have a lot, and I do feel um, privileged for that because I I did work really hard, but I also um, had a lot of you know support and encouragement from a lot of people and discouragement too. But also that if you if you know I had discouragement, but you can flip that into encouragement. It's like I'm going to prove you wrong, and so like I had <laughs> yeah. that. So that was you know I had that and. Um, I had a pretty good understanding of what I wanted as far as like a business is concerned. And I had a, uh, you know, I have an idea of where I want to live and, you know, and, and everything just kind of like, I just, I just put myself in positions to have those things. And, you know, you can't just have it. You can't just go and get it. I don't think it's just like, um, to be, for as, as an example, like I wanted a girlfriend, I wanted somebody to like spend the rest of my life with. And I think a lot of people want that and you can, you know, you can get that. You can go right now to the computer and go to OKCupid and set up a profile and like go and get the thing you want, right? Um, or you could put yourself in positions to to, to really to get the thing you want. And so that's more of my. I think that's more of my style, which is, and it's kind of like not. It's not a style that I like thought about and think. Oh, I'm just going to put myself in positions. It's just this how I did it. And it's like you know, I never really wanted it to go out and like I didn't, you know. I, when I took swim university, it was like, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to go out and like make this work. I'm going to go out and put myself in a position to where it will work. And so that meant to me writing articles that were really good, filming videos that were really good and putting it out into the world. And then people saw that and went, I want to give that guy money because what he made was really, really great. And, you know, I, 
and that's kind of my philosophy with any of this is like, if I do the thing that I am super good at and I put everything I have into being good at that and to, and actually put it out into the world, then the money will take care of itself. And I can't stress about that. I can only say like, look, I'm putting out things. They're very, very good. And then I will, you know, set myself up for monetization and then good things will happen around it. So, um, that's sort of, I think, I don't know what, what the question was, but yeah, that, that is, <laughs> <laughs> I always forget the question cause I just ramble for like 50 hours. So yeah. No, I mean, I, I totally having learned about you this past hour and, uh, you know, looked at your websites and the different things that you have. Um, I, I definitely believe that you have what your definition of all is and, uh, and, and, and you are experiencing that now. Um, again, like you and I had never talked to each other before hopping on this call. So <laughs> this is all just coming from this, this hour, which went way over what the, uh, the time that, that I had in my mind, but that's awesome because yeah. We're just flowing with it, and um, I I always do that. I always just <laughs> talk. I talk myself into it like a, a hole sometimes. No, because I think I think what I love about this conversation was that so many of the principles that allowed you to experience you know your brands and your business the way that you have are applicable to just to life in general. You know, and I yeah. and I go back to that that idea of defining what it is you want to experience and defining what what things mean for yourself. And, you know, you're a great example of what that looks like when somebody does it in business. And for the folks who are listening who can relate to those business examples, I think you know, a great thing is to then look at how they can apply that same approach to their life, you know, w with mm -hmm. their relationships, with their career, with whatever it is, sitting down and thinking, OK, well, how do, what do I want to experience for, you know, for my, with my relationship with my wife and um, you know, how would I like for that to look and be very intentional? Cause that's what you were. You were intentional. You were yeah. original. You were uh, courageous just to be like, I'm going to go and do this thing and we'll see if it works. And those are all yeah. qualities that, um, I think are the mark of people who can wake up and say, damn, I really do have it all. And, uh, you know, yeah. that's what, those are the conversations I love having. And those are the conversations that, um, my listeners really identify with because, you know, it's real stuff, man. Yeah, it does. It is real. <laughs> it's very, very real. <laughs> this is cool. This is cool. Well, Matt, I, I appreciate you. And uh, before we wrap things up, uh, my recorder actually, I think, is going to die, but whatever. Um, I want you to be able to let people know where they can go and learn about you. You've mentioned Money Lab, but um, how can they learn about you and get in touch with you if they want to reach out? Sure. So you can just go to moneylab.co slash dingle. Dingle. That's D-I-N-G-L-E. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm going to go there right now because I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, it's my way of uh, That's awesome. <laughs> collecting <laughs> collecting uh, visitors to see if uh, podcast this podcasting stunt really is uh, going to work for me. So, and if I can, if I, sh if I should do it again. That's great. Um, but yeah, so uh, but there's some stuff on there. You get some good good stuff. You know, I made it. It's a little bit of it. It's a it's a word. It's a little article, but you know, some stuff in there for you. Again, man, just original. And and yeah. I'll I'll say that's what appealed to me when I saw your post on Facebook. I was like, this dude's freaking original. This is interesting. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we started off with originality and we're ending with originality. So moneylab.co slash dingle. Awesome. Yep. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, and Matt, cool. this has been a lot of fun, man. Um, this yeah. is 
totally unexpected is like, yeah, let's just see what happens. Um, I appreciate you and your story and opening up and um, that was great. Yeah, sure thing, man. Really uh, enjoyed being on. Very cool. Well, um, I'll follow up with you when the episode goes live and um, yeah, we'll take it from there, man. All right. Sounds good. All right. Have a good one, Matt. All right. You too. Two quick things before you leave. First, did you know that the Having It All podcast is a part of the Fireside Network? Yep, we are one of the esteemed shows that calls Fireside Network home. That means if you ever want to listen to a show outside of iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your favorite podcasting app is, all you need to do is visit firesidenetwork.com and under shows, select Having It All. From there, you can access all the episodes, see the show notes, learn about my guests, and more. Second, I am very excited to announce that my brand new website is live. Visit MatthewBivens.com and you can learn more about me, get plugged into an accountability group, and pick up some free content like the Abundance Benchmark. I am all about helping you not only identify what your ideal life looks like, but also helping you on your journey towards it. I want you to experience more abundance and love in your life. So, again, you can find out more information about all of that great stuff at MatthewBivens.com. Thank you once more for listening to the show. And here is to you having it all. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.